0: Hello, this is Hanukkah Gallagher and Jamie Livingston, and we are Undecided, Undecided California. California. Hello. How are you Hi. Doing? How are you guys doing today? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing great. Hope you voted. Yeah. It'd be kind of a waste to listen to this podcast and not vote. I mean, maybe you just like hearing our voices. Yeah, maybe you're just fans. But you should be fans and voters. If you're true fans. If you're true fans, you're a voter. So how was your election day, Jamie? It was great. It took me two hours to vote. I was there. I know. I saw it happen. You did. You were patiently waiting <laughs> for me as I like, went through the ballot painstakingly. And yeah, it was good. I think I like voting for the primaries more than I like voting for the general election because it's a, a lot road. more of like a choice. You're like, look at these 50 candidates. How fun picking like out the, the ones Like, there's that's not most... so much pressure. Yeah, have fun picking out the one that's most you. It's not as much pressure. You're not just trying to get, like, your party to win. You're trying to get, like, someone you like within your party to win. Right. You don't have to, like, strategize and, like, count votes and stuff. No. You're not, like, freaking out, like, ooh, if I vote for this person, what happens over here? You're just kind of like, oh, I'll vote. Yeah. Yeah. Looking also, at the pictures and seeing who looks nice in their picture. Yeah. There was, like, one picture where they, like, I was looking at these two people, and one of them, they just used, like, a mean picture of her. <laughs> she looked like a, like a cartoon that was angry. But, like, they submit their own pictures, don't Do they? Th- I know. I think they pick a picture. Well, that's just mean. I think they picked a mean picture. I think they were very biased <laughs> against this individual. I felt bad for her. I don't remember her name. There's too many names in the ballot to remember. It's intimidating. That's why we're here, to break it down for you. Help you figure it out. Um, All right. So we're just going to cover each proposition and talk about what happened, if it passed or it didn't pass, and kind of reflect on, like, our thoughts on it and what this kind of means for California. Yeah. Because y'all decided. Y'all are deciders. Hey. <laughs> hey. Okay, so first up is Proposition 68, and that is the parks and nature bonds initiative that's like the abbreviated name uh we covered that in episode two and we had a guest star our first ever guest star savannah cordova and she came and listened to us rant about this very long bill yeah so can you give me the the cliff's notes on prop 68 yes so it is a four billion dollar tax bond initiative what that means is that it's going to be giving money towards water safety and building up infrastructure against droughts and floods, as well as parks and giving money to disadvantaged communities, giving money to communities that don't have as much money as the rest of California, as well as giving money to state parks and to ways to abuse the economy through tourism, as well as like fairs. But yeah, it gives the money to lots of different places. So that passed. So we're we will be spending four billion dollars on yeah. It all that passed stuff. according to New York Times, <laughs> <laughs> which has all of the information on the California ballot. But anyways, Prop sixty eight uh, won by approximately twelve points. So it was fifty six percent to forty four percent, and that wasn't really a surprise, right? No, I I was pretty sure. It was going to pass. Basically, all of our recommendations that we had, you know, were listened to.
1: Not that we were a
0: deciding factor at all, but what we concluded seems to be what California concluded. But, yeah, let's move on to Proposition 69. That's the one you covered, right? Yeah. In our first podcast. Yes, our very first episode. Yeah. So that's the one, uh, just making sure that our government spends... That money that came in from, like, gas taxes and other transportation stuff, making sure that actually goes towards what they said. Transportation-y? Mm-hmm. I like that. It's a new word it's a that new I've word. created. Is that one of the words you're looking up in your GRE? You know, I haven't come across <laughs> it yet, but if I do, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, you were the inventor of it, so. Um, yeah, and that passed overwhelmingly but from, like, 80% to 19%. So that's basically a 60-point difference <laughs> yeah, in the two, which is huge. And then next up is Proposition 70, which I covered, and that was changing a simple majority vote to use the funds uh, collected by the cap-and-trade revenue to a supermajority. So basically what they're doing is they're collecting these funds and they're saying that California can't spend them unless there's a supermajority vote, which is a two-thirds majority, which would uh, increase... The bipartisanship throughout <laughs> California. But a lot of people said that this was just going to create a lot more issues in trying to spend the money and a lot more back deals um, because it would be harder to spend the money. So there's going to be a lot more negotiations going on. Uh, and it would kind of give tyranny of the minority. So the Republicans who are the minority in California would have the upper hand during the spending because they could easily manipulate the votes. Mm-hmm. And that did not pass. Again pretty overwhelmingly, from sixty three percent saying no and thirty six percent saying yes. So basically, it just didn't pass. Yeah. Um, so moving on to prop seventy one, that was oh, postponing the date that ballot measures become effective by by five days. That one passed. By a lot. So now laws will take five extra days which is good, because there's a lot of mail-in ballots, so you got to make sure the vote's correctly counted. Yeah. I don't think my ballot came in yesterday. I think they probably got it today. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change much. <laughs> Why you don't you know just that. walk to your polling place? You've could gotten the sticker and everything. Well, I did get the sticker. Yeah, because you went to my polling place, and they're like, <laughs> we give stickers to everyone! Okay, so when I was a kid, and I went with my mom to vote, I was like 10 years old, and I was like, I want a sticker! I want to be a part of the democratic process! And they're like, no, you have to wait till you're, like, old enough to vote. And my mom's like, yeah. And I was like, what? You're not going to give a 10-year-old a sticker when they ask for a sticker? What kind of world is this when you can't give a 10-year-old a sticker? I'm very, I was very distraught, to say the least. But then they gave us, like, 10 stickers. Yeah, they did not discriminate. They were the very liberal with their stickers. Now I have a second I voted sticker on my laptop, guys. <laughs> Moving on. Jamie, tell me about Prop 72. It's the rainwater recycling proposition. So what this means is that if you add a rainwater capture system to your residence, you will not, this will not be seen as an increase to your property value and you won't be taxed on as an increase to your property value. Mm-hmm. This passed. So now get those rainwater caption systems up and ready. Come January 1st, 2019. Make it rain. Make it rain. Tax breaks. <laughs> Do a rain dance. Put up that. Like, <laughs> I feel like everyone's going to put up those capturing systems and then start doing rain dances all the time. Like, give me water so I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, okay. that that passed by a lot, too. That was another 80% to 16. 83 to 16%. That's big. So no big surprises no. in terms of the California propositions. No, basically everything went according to how we thought it was going to go. Do you have any reflections? Um, no. I mean, it was it was a very predictable vote. I mean, California is just so heavily blue mm-hmm. that Democrats are like, you should vote for this and not this. Everyone's going to be like, okay. Yeah. That's basically what happened. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them were bipartisan, like... The rainwater capturing system was very bipartisan, along with... The postponing effective measures thing. Yeah. And the lockbox one, 69, (laughs) wasn't that pretty unanimous? Or am I wrong? I think it was. In terms of, like, the state assembly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Go California. (laughs) Anyways, and so, moving on to the more local issues, we... Did find out the results of the Judge Persky recall. He was recalled. Um, shocker. Shocker. We're not surprised at all, honestly. I kind of saw this coming. Yeah. He was recalled by like 20%, too, 20 points, which is a like huge difference. So 60% of people said recall Persky. Exactly 60% of people said recall Persky, and exactly 40% of people said no. Yeah. And who's his replacement? Cindy Hendrickson will be the new judge. Will be his replacement judge. And she'll. She replaces him immediately, right? Yeah, today. Today would be her first day in office. Yesterday, because this is going up tomorrow. So, yesterday was her first day. We should talk about how California is set up in terms of elections when it comes to public officials. Mm -hmm. It's the top two individuals who get the most votes out of everyone go on to the next round so you don't have it's not like two individual primaries like one primary for a republican one primary for a democrat if two republicans get the top number of votes they go through two democrats get the top number of votes they go through and then so on and so forth so gavin newsom is the democrat that will be going forth into the general election in november and then his opponent is john cox a republican who will also be going on to the next election. We'll be covering both of them in a podcast down the line, so you guys can get more information about who you should vote for and the facts about what you want to vote for. (laughs) Yeah. It's up to you. Not trying to change your minds. Just trying to let you know the facts. And then, wait, so California... Or every state gets two senators, right? Yes. So another one is Kamala Harris. So how come we're only voting for one right now? Oh, good question. So you only vote for senators every six years. Okay. So last election in 2016 is when Kamala Harris got elected into office, voted into office. Okay. So she doesn't have to be up for vote for another four years after this. I so see. for a total of six years. So they, like, stagger them, so you're only choosing one at a time. You're only choosing one at a time. So the election in 2020, we don't vote for either senator. And then 2022, you vote for Kamala Harris again. Okay. If she's running for a re-election at that time. Or you vote for someone to replace her. Yeah, basically. Who will be running against Feinstein? So Feinstein got, like, 43% of the votes out of a lot of candidates, which is a lot There was, like, more than 20 candidates, I'm pretty sure. And she got 43% of the votes, so things are looking up for her. (laughs) Um, She's 85, you guys. She's 85. She's killing it. She's killing the game. It looks like every single district in California voted for her. Yeah. Every single district in California, she got the majority of the votes. Yeah, so Feinstein's got a... Huge hole in the votes. The next person who will be following her is Kevin Deloine, who is also a Democrat. He got 11% of the votes. Yeah. 11.3%. And that's the next highest. so she's doing well. And then the U.S. House districts came in. Most of them are Republicans against Democrats. There was one, a couple that was a Democrat against a Democrat or... Someone was unopposed. Our home district, House District 18, Anna Eshoo won the vote, got 71% of the votes, and her opponent got 25 uh-huh. Yeah. So we're going to cover a couple of these House races. Once we get down the line, we're going to see which ones get more contentious. So we're probably going to break up next season, season two, into... Like two parts where we're probably gonna focus on the propositions in the beginning and then focus on like more localized races and things like that. We'll try to like scatter them between so you're not getting like all the propositions all at once and then all the races all at once, but we wanna see which races heat up and you can only see that as time goes on. Yeah. And if you wanna hear about a certain candidate, let us know. Yeah. If you're very curious, if you're a concerned individual and you're like, hey, I really don't know. Who to vote for between these two. Reach out. Let us know. We'll focus on that race and give you the information you want in here. Anything, any other results you want to talk about? So there was a measure in San Francisco that passed uh, Proposition E. So when they're a local proposition, they're, they have letters instead of numbers. Mm-hmm. So this is Proposition E, and it's in San Francisco. And they were voting on to ban the sale of flavored tobacco. In San Francisco. Only in San Francisco. One would be throughout the Bay Area would just be in San Francisco. And that passed overwhelmingly by approximately a little less than 40 points. So 68% voted yes and 31% voted no. That's surprising to me that so many people oppose the sale of flavored tobacco. Yeah. It's really funny considering they voted to, like, (laughs) legalize weed and then they're like, mm, flavored tobacco, no. (laughs) That's too far. That's too far. I think it's probably a big issue is that it gets kids hooked a lot more easily because it's marketed to kids like, try all these fun flavors. And like, yeah, it's much more branded to a younger demographic. Which is kind of scary. It is a little scary. So I think that was the reason. Secretary of State, uh, Alex Padilla, he will be returning as Secretary of State on the ballot in November. And he will be running against Mark Muser. But yeah. Well, this episode is closing out season one of our podcast. Yeah. How do you feel about season one? Do you think it was a good season? Do you think we I think did well? I think we learned a lot. We learned a lot. I think, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. You guys are the best. Thank you for participating and being engaged and listening and trying to get more informed on how to vote. Yeah. And we want to hear from you. We haven't heard anything from yeah. our listeners. Reach, reach out, guys. We're, like, interested in what you have to say. You seem like cool dudes. And <laughs> yeah. dudettes. I think it was, like, a good first run of it. I definitely think there was times where we tripped up and we were overwhelmed by the amount of work we oh, set yeah. for ourselves. Definitely. I mean, we try to compile it as much as possible. I think there's two parts to researching a proposition, and one is gathering as much information as possible, and then... Part two is cutting down as much information as possible so to give you the relevant facts, and that was definitely a trying time because we're not a hundred percent certain what you're going to find relevant, what we're going to find relevant, yeah, and what we find interesting may not help you actually learn the vote, and so we have to figure out you know mediate our own biases in terms of how we're going to present the information, yeah. And it's hard after you've been absorbed in this one proposition for, like, hours. Oh, my god! trying to come out of that and be like, this is what you need to know and, like, say it in a way that makes sense. is harder than you would think. Yeah, and all doing it over the course of, like, a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. It was rough. And we didn't really have a mentor. No. I think that's another thing we, we, need we could someone. have used. Yeah, I definitely feel – or, like, I feel like we're carving our own path and making a name for ourselves, but it's kind of difficult – when you don't have really an idea of what you're supposed to be following. Which is why we're carving our own path. <laughs> Hence yeah. the term. And we're not journalists by trade. But we're we're trying to be. Yeah. We're trying to learn how to be journalists. We read like a really interesting article today. Hanako sent it to me this morning about the Persky recall campaign. And it was an op-ed on... I wouldn't call it an op-ed. It was, like, it started as a profile of Michelle Dauber, who we talked to, and then kind of morphed into just, like, it was basically an unbiased account of, like, both sides. Yeah. Which we tried to present, but I think she did a lot better of a job, (laughs) to be honest. You guys should read it. You guys should. We'll link to it on our blog post this week. Uh, It was very interesting. Um, And we would love to have a discussion with our community about it, if you guys want to reach out and tell us your opinions. I overall thought it was very well done, and it showed how much of this, prop this you know, this recall campaign, how confusing it was for us. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked to a lot of the characters that she talked to, and we were very much overwhelmed by the information, and it felt like a lot more confusing when we were done than when we started. Yeah. And she, I think, illustrates that point very well. She also talks a lot about how there were a lot of personal attacks in this campaign. Yeah. Not just against Persky, but, like, both sides against each other. Yeah. Yeah. It was intense. I think it was a good learning time. Definitely learning through trial and error. So, what we're going to cover in the next couple weeks will be the propositions and local races. We'll cover some congressional races, as well as some state senate and some state assembly races, um, along with the lieutenant governor and the gubernatorial race. And... Are we taking next week off? We are taking next week off. Okay. Sorry, guys. We're gonna we have to plan. And also, there's like I think fifteen weeks between now and the next election. There's only like four propositions up for vote so far. There'll probably there could, be more, but there'll probably be as many as fifteen that will get on the ballot. But that's gonna. We don't know for sure yet, and we don't want to cover something for you guys, and then you guys go to the ballot and be like, it's not here! Yeah. Where's the missing part of my ballot? That'd be scary. Um, we need a studio. We do. This is not a very good studio. Does anyone want to donate a studio to us? We're in a garage. I should send you guys pictures and, like, post pictures of where we, like, do this. We should. There's, like, a creaky garage door that, like, blows with the wind behind <laughs> us, and that's what you hear sometimes, and... A road nearby. It's kind of a busy throwaway but it's pretty quiet. I think all in all, it's not bad. Except some birds are chirping. That's That's ambiance. That's ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. How do we wrap this up? Thank you for listening. Look out. We'll be we'll be back on the airwaves June twentieth, which is also my little sister's birthday. Oh my god! Everyone tell Lexi happy birthday. We'll see you June twentieth with a new episode on probably a proposition and probably not on SoundCloud say goodbye to SoundCloud oh yeah we're gonna not be on SoundCloud we're gonna move entirely over to Apple Podcasts and we're gonna try to get on Spotify too yeah thank you (laughs) Hanako thanks Jamie thanks for being here and putting up with me and doing all this fun stuff it's been worth it worth it thank you to Paul Candel for being like our pseudo advisor provider of resources yeah he has a lot of really good resources thanks Michael Aguilar for doing a lot of our graphics yeah those pretty pictures you saw yeah go follow him at the Photophob. The photovo on Instagram alright well I think that's it yeah well thanks to everyone who we made listen to our rough drafts and give us comments you know who you are but thanks for listening See you in two weeks, bye!